All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. Imagine the world's biggest balloon, and then imagine all of that air being let out at once. That's how I feel right now. Let's get into it with the lead. Was popping Instagram. I wasn't not expecting to be on the television so early. Uh, yeah, I know. It's because, well, I mean, you know that. I know that. I know why. The cord's not long enough today. So we're just, we just have the one camera available to us. Um, welcome into Oilers Nation every day, a Monday edition of the show. We're back for a fresh week. I'm back after missing Friday's show. But every time I miss Friday's show, my mentions are full of people being like, quit your job. Liam is fine. Yeah, it's Friday was good. I wouldn't say quit. I do. I do appreciate you being here, Tyler. It makes my life a little bit easier. I don't have to prep. Did you get your ad reads done? I did. I got my ad reads in. You saw my notepad. I had all my ads in there and Good I read man. them all, checked them all off, thanked Good them man. all at the end. It was it was a grand old episode. Uh, welcome into the show. As always, we are live on Facebook, Twitter, the YouTube. What up? Our boy D Cards is in with the first comment. Time for Uncle Ken to decide. Are we all in or not? Let's go. We are going to talk about some trade possibilities today on the show, but also, Liam, we're live on Instagram. We are 52 people currently watching on the Instagram. That's why I said, what's popping Instagram? If you're there, leave a like. Yeah. And I you know think. what? Maybe I'll, I'll look for some comments in there. I'll, I'll keep it up. I got right. it up right here. Okay. Who's commenting? Um, oh, there it is. Uh, go. I don't even know. Gobberman? Gobberman for real. Gobberman real. Gobberman Get real. Carter Hutton. Get Carter Hutton or Carter Hart? Carter Hart. 
Sorry. He wants the Oilers <laughs> to acquire Carter Hart. I want this show, Oilers Nation Every Day, live from the Sports Closet Studio, to feature more Carter Hutton. And I'm going to get my wish today because the former NHL goalie is going to join us. Um, I forget what time I asked him for. He's coming by at some point. I wrote 1220 in the description, so hopefully somewhere around there. Hey, can I bug you? 2.30 Eastern, so 12.30 he'll oh, be here. Whoops. So what up? Uh, C. Trombley is in, says, hi, Liam. Tyler, too. Jaran Ger- Ger- Garnett says, hi, Tyler. Uh-huh. Sandy's cooking. Sandy's underscore cooking. Let Sandy cook. Says, glad you guys are on Instagram. We made it. We made it. Live on the Insta, on the OilersNation.com Instagram. Um, please don't get jealous, Oilers Nation YouTube. I still love you guys. I will still read your comments. There are a lot of you bopping around in there. Um, Kurtum says, Instagram's toxic. Hey, you know what? I'm all for a rivalry between our two chats. Um, Stoff. <laughs> no, nah, I can't read that one. <laughs> Bob Stoff is in here? No, sadly, he's not. Um Anyways, I set off the top, Liam. The the air was let out of the balloon with that loss to the Florida Panthers on Saturday night. Nothing is more deflating than a home ice loss on a Saturday night. You get to the yeah. ring. It's Saturday, so you've had a couple in you, maybe. Good little pre-drink or pre-game. Shout out to pre-game with Bordzi. Um, and then you get there, and the Oilers just fall flat on their face right out of the gates. That was one of the more disappointing losses of the season. I'll be totally honest with you. Yeah, it was... It was a shitty one, wasn't it? Like you can kind of live with them going down one nothing and then going in the intermission down yeah. one zip, but then to allow those two at the end of the first period just kind of felt like the game was over already. And we obviously did a full episode on After Dark on Saturday about it, but just felt like a lot of things weren't clicking for the team. It's the worst game we've seen them play in quite some time. And hopefully they just turn things around quickly and not give back that eight-game win streak they just had. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's the last thing you want to do. And now the problem is you're you're facing a road trip that's tough. You're playing three yeah. good hockey teams on this road trip, and you're facing a little bit of fire here, right? Like you can't, like you said, you can't give it back. Back to back losses, ugly, but like you need to turn this thing around. Like, here's what's coming up this week for the Oilers. The Islanders are red hot. The Devils are you know, they're underperforming, but there's still potential with that yep. team. And the New York Rangers are one of the best teams in the NHL. Like you got to be careful with this. So um, you definitely don't want to see things slip away. Let's continue just breaking down. You and I were on after dark. So people, if they watch that show, know how we felt about that hockey game, but let's dig into it a little bit more. Cause you mentioned like you're down one, nothing Carter Verhage scores, whatever, five and a half minutes into that game. If you're down one, nothing at the end of the period, you're okay. You go, Kate, that wasn't our best period. Let's flush it. Have a good middle frame. 100%. To give up those back-to-back goals, Montour and Barkov, the way they did, man, that is just... That's what we're trying to prevent. That is why, again, when we did the whole song and dance for the last week or two, however long it's been of the winning streak, when people in the comments were saying, this team's showing us something new. This is a new Oilers team. I was very firm in my stance that... It's the same Oilers team we saw last year. We saw them get red hot down the stretch. Then we saw them against Vegas in the playoffs, gift wrap goals consistently to the other team, have these meltdowns where they give up two or three goals in a short stretch and do not recover from it. And that's where I'm at right now. And and I stand by, this is the same damn team we have seen for the last 18 months now. When they're good, they will have us believing they're a Stanley Cup contender. Yep. But their implode, implodements, implosions, implosions thank implosions. you, Liam, implosions, their implosions 
are so ugly. And it's just, you know, for lack of a more PG phrase, it's loading up the gun and blowing off their own foot. <laughs> they do it to themselves. Yeah, no, they, they, they really do. And then we sit here and question the goaltending again. And I think you look back at that game and, I mean, you want your goalie to obviously make a couple extra saves. Yeah, uh, but that like, would which be an ones? obvious statement. But like, which one? You know, like in the end of the day, I think the Sam Bennett one was just a, a great example of what the defense was on Saturday night. Is like, I know that was on the power play, but still, just to allow a guy to walk in like that Whoa. untouched is not good at all. Breaking news: What Frank Saravalli. The Ottawa Senators have fired DJ Smith. I didn't think anyone else was getting fired. Gavin, get the work. Senators fired DJ Smith. Um, oh, that, wow. That, I'm really hoping that wasn't a fake Frank. I mean, why would I have notifications oh. on for a fake Frank? What's up? Uh, Daniel Alfredson now on the coaching staff. And Jacques, Jacques Martin. Martin. Is it by the Martin guy that just people. brought in and was like an advisor? To be an advisor? Yeah. And DJ Smith had to come out and be like, no, no, I don't think this is threatening for my job at all. I'm excited to see what he brings to the coaching staff. Uh, so DJ Smith out in Ottawa. Last season, we went the entire regular season. I don't think we got a coach fired in the NHL. The entire season? Who got fired last year? I don't know. Everyone, I think, but- waited till the end of the year to, to do their work. Really? We have four already, and it's not even the new year. Um, that is, it's not surprising because Ottawa is, you know, junk and has been wildly underperforming this season. Um, but still, wow. Well, we had to, oh no, that was no one. You're right. I'm looking through all these right now and they were all at the start of the season because there was quite a lot. Oh no, Bruce Boudreaux. Oh yeah. Bruce. There it is. That that was, uh, it's literally the only one that was in season. Mm-hmm. And then it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven over the summer. Like, There's eleven coaching changes over the summer. Last summer, yeah. Uh, you have the list: Rick Bonus to Winnipeg, Bruce Cassidy to Vegas, Dan Quinn to San Jose, Torts to Philly, Lane Lambert to the Islanders, St. Louis to Montreal. Uh, that full time basis. Paul Maurice to Florida, Lalonde to the Wings. Peter DeBoer, Dallas, Luke Richardson, Chicago, and Jim Montgomery. I once saw fired when it's such a big graphic <laughs> fired. Really point out. We point. just zoom in on the word fired and just flash that up full screen. Uh, DJ Smith, you're out of here, big guy. Um, can I share with you my only DJ Smith story? Go ahead. I don't have any. So yeah, when I was in Nashville last year covering the NHL draft, a couple hours before the draft, I went upstairs to the rooftop pool. Oh. It was very cool. It had a glass front, even though it was at the top oh. of the building. So you, it was like, ooh, am I going to swim over the edge? Um, <laughs> went to the pool. Again, keep in mind, we were like a couple hours away from the NHL draft. DJ Smith just chilling, chilling in the pool. Tarps off, as you would in a yeah, pool. In a pool. Um, and that dude is built. Uh, I don't want this to sound rude. He's built like a juice box. He's very square. Like he's jacked. <laughs> don't get me wrong. He looks great. But he's just like his chest is huge. He's just oh, and he was just ripping laps in the pool, ripping laps. Yeah, just cruising back and forth. Oh, uh, what well, it must be nice to be able to swim. Yeah, fair. You can't swim. I love. The, well, anyways, DJ Smith. The point of all this is to say DJ Smith will have a lot of time to swim because he's out of a job now. Um, again, if you missed Liam say it a couple of minutes ago, or a couple of seconds ago, Jacques Martin has taken over as the interim head coach. Daniel Alfredson added to the bench as an assistant coach. The Senators have also fired Davis Payne. So uh, 
No pain, no gain. The Sens got to turn that thing around. I, I mean, uh, yeah, no, they have a great roster. Like, there's very few holes on that team, right? And you look at it, and it's like, how are they? Aren't they last in that division or pretty close to, right? Yeah. It's a tough division, don't get me wrong. Like, you're playing against Tampa Bay, Toronto, Boston, Florida, but got to be competitive. And Buffalo and Ottawa are very similar teams in that regard, right? It's like you want them to get better, but you can't just be at the bottom of the pool. Uh, Dangerous Way says Tyler Body Shamer, your Ramchuk. I said he looked good. He did say that. But if you edit it, yeah, I mean, if you just <laughs> chop up my words perfectly, sure. Um, but whatever. Anyways, Ottawa, DJ Smith, big change there um, in our nation's capital. Liam, but let's get back to the Oilers talk. That's what you're all here. That's what you're all here for. Oilers lose 5-1 to to the Florida Panthers. Back-to-back losses now. And on one hand, Liam, I'm kind of sitting there being like, uh, maybe a little worrisome after you drop back-to-back games. I know there were people. And listen, I know my rant a couple minutes ago was, this is the same damn Oilers team that we've seen for the last 18 months. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Let me just get that okay. clear out of there. Are they flawed? Absolutely. Do I think the coaching change or anything like that magically fixed all of their flaws? I think it fixed some of their flaws. We're starting to meet in the middle a little bit on that, I think. Okay. Right? Yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe. A little bit. Some of their flaws are fixed, but they're still a very flawed team. And I think we're seeing that right now. At the same time, if they're going to keep being the same damn Oilers team of old, that means we're probably getting another eight-game winning streak here at some point. And the Oilers, again, sort by points percentage, they're right in the mix in this playoff picture. If they win their games in hand on St. Louis, they'll be a point back. If they win their games in hand, or sorry, they'll be tied to St. Louis. If they win their games in hand on Arizona, they're a point back of them. If they win their games in hand on the Nashville Predators, there's three points back of them. Preds red hot, one of four, we'll have one four in a row. I believe they're actually the hottest team in the league right now. Yeah, they missed seven and three in their last 10. Um, the point is, even with these back-to-back losses, now you need to stop the bleeding on this road trip for the Christmas break. But even with these back-to-back losses, they're still fine. Eight and two in your last 10 is still very good. Oh, 100%. I think, too, when you look at the games, like Tampa Bay should have been a win or at least a overtime loss, right? And then the Florida game was just a bit of a disaster. But I'm not worried like I would have been worried before the streak, obviously. I mean, they won a ton of games and got themselves right back in the race. But this team has proven they're good. It was just a bit of a bump in the road. But now, like you just said, Dan, like, you can't just give it all back. You have to go. You have to beat the Islanders tomorrow. And then you have to go 2-1 on this road trip. I think it's fair to, to say, right? You need to get, I'll say this, you need at least three of the six points. If you go 1-1-1, one, one, and one, I, I think you're still in the hunt. Three of, obviously. Three of six? Three of six points. Okay. If you go 1-1-1, one, one, and one, you're okay. It's yeah, always yeah, a weird that's, thing. That's fair. It's always weird to be like, an OT loss is okay because it's the Oilers. And every time they get to OT, they should be winning those games. Um, but still, I'll say 1-1-1 one, one, and one is okay for me. Yeah, that's... I mean, it's tough, tough road trip to get points into yeah. the games would be nice for sure. The Rangers game is the one I'm just looking at thinking, like, I don't really know what's going to happen in that game. You it know? feels like, like a scheduled loss night. Second does, of back-to-backs against the best team in though. the NHL. Yeah, I mean, I don't like that that idea, but I I know what you're saying, obviously, but I think they can take them. Like, when the Rangers were here the other week, like, they would... The others were okay, and they were really bad in not as a team at that point. I just wonder if they can they can piece it back together, and mm-hmm. you just need more. You need more from the offense, to be honest. Like we can look at the defense, and he wasn't good by any means against Florida, but he also scored one goal. 
We spoke about the finishing of this team on After Dark the other day, or lack of. They need to figure out how to put a puck in the back of the net. And you can't just yep. have these guys go on, go on long streaks where they, they don't score. Like, not to criticize him again, but we haven't really seen Ryan McLeod since he scored. Uh, no. No, we haven't. Like Warren Fogel has Fogel had his chance. He's like one goal in his last 20 games. Yeah, like they need to they need to find more ways, but they did change the lines at practice yesterday, and Nuge is now on the second line with Dry, which I think is he Dry's out needs somebody to play. We'll with, talk about right? that, yeah. yeah, but we'll see. Tomorrow's gonna be a very interesting game. A bit of a identity definer, we'll call it. I'm down. So, to call so, it that. I'm so down. tell us what this team really is tomorrow. All right, uh, let's get into what you're all saying over on the Finning Cat YouTube chat because I haven't talked to you all in a couple of days. Improve productivity and efficiency with equipment you can rely on. Go to Finning.com, check out their extensive inventory of new used rental equipment. Liam, you know what you can do there? You can find the right solution to meet your unique needs, even your unique needs. You should get, I mean, do you have a driveway? Oh, yeah, a nice double. Yeah, so maybe you need like a little tractor you can clean it off with. That would be helpful to be honest, although we've had... Absolutely no snow. That's also a good point. Uh, check out the latest at finning.com. Uh, your expectations heading into the road trip. Joel is in and says, if we actually play, we can go 3-0. and I suspect 2-1 lose to the Rangers. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at with this Oilers team. If they play well, they can beat everyone in the NHL. Yeah. With the exception of maybe the Rangers on the second end of a back-to-back. But like, if they play well... They should have no problems with an Islanders team that I don't think is going to be able to keep up this level of offense all season and a Devils team that can't keep pucks out of their net. So the Rangers are 10 and 3, 10, 3 and 0 at home this season. Wow, that's good. The Islanders are 8, 3 and 6, so 8 and 9. Yep. Ten, uh, the, the New Jersey Devils, this is surprising, probably shouldn't be the way they are. 6, 7 and 1 at home this season, wow. 10 and 5 on the road. Uh, Mega Bird is in and says, hear me out, boys, for top six help. Huberto at 50% for Campbell. We've swapped bad contracts before. Why not again? See, this, the problem with this, what I love, uh, I mean, $10 million for Jonathan Huberto, that's ugly. Wait, no. Yeah. In this contract, you'd be, or in this deal, you get Huberto for five mil. That's a great contract. Oh, if sure. Huberto was a free agent right now, he would get $5 million. Why would... Calgary want $10 million of Jack Campbell. Let's yeah. throw that one in uh, in the garbage. Sam Squatch like pointed out. Um, actually, wait, Sam Squatch, why on earth would you want to do the Flames a favor unless, of course, you're a Flames fan? The Flames would be doing the Oilers a favor in that scenario. Huberto at 5 mil would be awesome. So, again, I, that that's not something that I view as uh, realistic at all. Um, Brad is in and says, Devils can't keep pucks out of their net. Our goal is couldn't stop a beach ball if their life depended on it. Well, I mean, both of those things can be true. The Oilers goalies can be struggling and the Devils can't keep pucks out of their net to save their life. Goal fest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sends for DJ Smith. We hit on that. A lot of people saying maybe Jay Woodcroft is a fit in Ottawa. I could see that. I could see that. I think he'd do well there. Is He is very interesting with Woodcroft now because he's been Minnesota's hot rehired. St. Louis doesn't seem to have much movement right now, but they've basically said their intern isn't, doesn't mean he's here for the season, right? Mm-hmm. Now you have Ottawa. And I just haven't heard his name. Like, I haven't, uh, besides us being like, hey, Jay Woodcock might be wanting to just wait till the summer to see what jobs are. He, there might, the yeah, he might just want to take, take a bit of a chill pill. He will be an in demand coach when the time comes. Maybe. The time seems like it's now, though, for some of these teams. Like, yeah. I'm not, I pay, I'm not criticizing him, obviously, but like, <laughs> Just interesting. We'll see. I, I think you might wait. 
Um, Naeem, there are better coaches than Woodcroft available. Everson is in the conversation, but Everson hasn't had as much playoff success as Jay Woodcroft in recent years. I so. just don't know who is available. Like I was even thinking when the others fired Woodcroft, is that are we just going to go back to the carousel? Like there's obviously yeah. a bunch of names out there that maybe I'm just not familiar with. Like I had no idea who Chris Knobloch was before he got hired. Yeah. But we'll see. I I think Woodcroft is definitely at the top of a lot of people's lists in, in the sense of being a good coach. Christopher Palmer said if Woody wants to work, he will. And I and I ultimately think that's what it is. If he doesn't have a job in the next 12 months, I think it's because he himself has chosen that he yeah. wants to take some time off. He's getting paid, so I mean, whatever, right? Yeah, Aiden said Gallant. Uh, yeah, Gallant's a good goalie, but Gallant's I also fine, think but he's, he's so retread. He's a short-term coach. Yeah. He's never what's the longest tenure he's ever had? Florida, probably, right? Yeah, maybe. Like he he hasn't lasted long in a lot of markets. That's a very, very good uh that is a very good point. Um, let's get into, you know what it's time for, actually? It's a Monday, Liam. Let's do our weekend recap. Brought to you by Greta, your go-to pre- and post-game spot. If you're a weekend-involved Greta, I would imagine you had yourself a pretty good night at some point, playing a little Mario Kart, having a drink at the bar, relaxing, hitting up the D floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to do in the summers. There's the patio. They have a great patio, patio there. The patio is elite. Uh, go-to pre- and post-game spot. Whether you are looking to get one or two in you before the game or looking to celebrate a big dub, Greta is your spot, downtown Edmonton. Um, All right, let's get through a couple of big storylines from the weekend, starting with Saturday night. Liam, I am willing to declare the Winnipeg Jets is legit. This team is a Stanley Cup contender. The Winnipeg Jets. Do they have an elite goalie that can win you a playoff series? 100%. Do they have a good forward group that features a 50-goal scorer? Granted, he's out of the lineup, but Kyle Connor's that guy. Say not right now, but yes. Mark, Mark Shifley is a prick in a best of seven playoff series. And I mean that with some amount of respect on his name. I think Nikolai Ehlers is a very high end support piece. They have other players who just seem to be fitting in so well in that group. And they have a good blue line as well. Obviously, Josh Morrissey's there, but Pionk, DeMello, oh. Brendan Dillon, like they're yeah. just guys that are tough to play against. I also look at that team and think, Maybe they should be willing to part ways with the first round pick at one point at some point and add one more top six forward. If they can add a high end second line center, look out for the Winnipeg Jets. And they dismantled the apps over the weekend. You, um, the Avalanche, they played right. Yeah. And they, they, they got off to like team. a flying start against them. Like it was incredibly impressive. They end up winning the game six, two. Yeah. The, um, we spoke about in the other week, right? It's possibly being, what do you like to call teams? A paper tiger. Yeah, but I think that's fair. Like, it'll be interesting though, to see how they survive without Kyle Connor. That's not just a a small piece out of the lineup, right? I don't know if I would say they're a Stanley Cup contender. I don't think they're deep enough, to be honest. I just like they they've got a lot of good pieces, but Nemestikov is a second line center. Like, I just think then they'll need a little improving there. But if they go out and get move their first round pick, then why not? But they just feel like they're always that team who has. A ton of talent and just never can get across the line into like the, the where they the promise line, I guess we'll call it. Okay. So even with Connor out, yeah. Let me let me do you have their lines? I have their lines. Yeah, I, okay. I have follow has not been great this season. No, okay, but let's start up top. Velardi, Ehler, Shifley. Great, Legit first line. Great line. Nemesnikov, I follow Perfetti. Eventually, when Kyle Connor's back, he has a top six role, right? And moves someone down. Perfetti, where Kyle. Do, sorry, does Connor play first line? I know he's a Top he player. usually will. And then move, they'd move Ehlers to that I follow okay. spot. So okay. envision it so where your top six is Ehlers, Shifley, Velarde, Perfetti, <clears throat> Nemesnikov, Connor. Who's the weak link there? 
It's an Amesnikov. Amesnikov. So if you go out and get a legit second line center, that is such a good top six. And then it makes your third line, Liam, Lowry, Niederreiter, Appleton. That's good. Elias Lindholm. He would be a great fit there, but I don't think they would do rentals. I think they want someone with term, but he would be a great fit. That's but then Ayafalo and Nemesnikov in this situation are now down on your fourth line, slotted in the right position. Like, dude, this Winnipeg team is going to be a problem in the playoffs this year. I'm the, telling you. They're a good team. Hey, I don't I don't disagree. I I hate the West. I hate it so much. It feels it's, like it's so good. I it feels like a couple of years ago when do you remember? It would have been not last season, but the year before. But the Eastern Conference was basically set by like Halloween. Yeah, it kind of feels like the West with like their top six a little bit. Yeah, like everyone's battling for the wild card. Like Oilers are still in there, Arizona, Nashville, whoever else you want to put in there. But it's, uh, I just wish it was a bit more competitive outside of that too. Okay, let me just do a little exercise here. In okay. the East, how many teams have legitimate Stanley Cup potential? I think the Bruins, Leafs, and Panthers do. Rangers. Rangers. No, not the Leafs. Dude, they're so good. But they're not they're not in this. To me, they're not in that race. What don't they have? They can't win in regulation. They've started to. They got nine now. They're getting there. <laughs> I mean they're grabbing they, they points. Went down five nothing to Columbus the other day. And I know what they, did they do. They came back, but they still lost. Yeah. I sure. just I just okay. I, they're an elite team. They're just well, not elite of the elite. Like I think Boston, Nashville, as you Nashville, mean Florida. Uh, yeah. I meant New York. Oh, okay. But but and Florida. That would be my three in the in the East. As legit Stanley Cup contenders. Okay, and then you go to the West. Colorado. Yes. Yep. Dallas. Yep. Vegas. Yeah. Although I'm just thinking of Dallas. Like Austin Jay is intriguing. He needs to be good. He needs to be at his best for them to be an elite contender. But yeah, sure. Just for this exercise. Our features touch. Again. Uh, just, oh, no one would have seen it. We're my, fine. My knees need to cry. I know. So do mine. Uh, LA. Yes. Yeah. They're legit. They are legit, but I just don't believe it. Okay. But, but they're they legit. Are. They're know, legit. Yes. You could see a scenario where they win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I, I don't like to think about it, but I could see it. <laughs> there's going to come a point where we need to have this conversation about the Vancouver Canucks. If Thatcher Demko is a Vesna guy, that forward group is deep and that blue line they're working to improve. They might have another trade under their belt too. Okay. So if I had to fight to rank the six teams in the West right now, from I'll just yeah. say that the sure. six teams in the divisional spots, I'll go, I think Colorado's the best. Yeah. Okay. Vegas. Okay. Dallas. Then I would say the Kings, Winnipeg, Vancouver. That's my six. And I'm kind of basing that a bit off like who has a goalie and like Vegas. Obviously, they've been there before. Colorado. I think if they were healthy last year, they would have been a legit team to go mm-hmm. win the Stanley Cup. The reason I had the Kings a little bit lower is just I just don't know if Cam Talbot can be this guy all year. That's I, fair, but they'll probably go, really they'll go find a goalie. Maybe they will. And that is you can't argue otherwise because they've done it before and they've been able to turn this thing around in season. But I just think that that would be my argument to have LA just a little bit lower. I think they're really, really good. And I, I mean, to bring it to the Oilers, like, I don't know how they're going to compete with those teams right now. Yeah. Realistically. I, I have the Oilers in that mix still. They would be in seven. Yeah, sure. Actually, but it, yeah. If I were to look teams in the West who I think, and 
I'll go West and East here. Teams in the West that I think either as it stands right now, have a chance at winning the Stanley Cup or are like deadline move away from being able to win the Stanley Cup. Okay? In the West. In the West. Colorado, Winnipeg, Dallas, Vegas, Vancouver, LA, and Edmonton. I, I think it's seven deep in the West of teams that like are legit threats to go on deep playoff runs. When you do that exercise in the East, it's Boston, Toronto, Florida, and New York for me. And the list ends there. Outside of those four, I don't think there is another team in the East that is like a real capable threat of going on a deep, deep playoff run this year. And even Florida, I struggle with because you never know when Bobrovsky is just going to lose it. Yeah, I, they would. I know I said Boston, New York, and Florida. They would be the third team for me. I, and then we haven't said Tampa Bay, but I just don't think the blue line's good enough. Yeah, neither do I. Um, all that to say, the West is so much better than the East right now. And there was a run a couple of years ago where that was not the case for a while, where it felt like average teams could just get through in the West. An average team is not getting through in the West this year. It is so, so competitive. And like, it's going to be still a bit of a task for the Oilers just to get into the playoffs. Whoever you play in the first round, it's, it's matchups that are just wagon and on wagon. Everybody wagon. Which leaves it really wide open, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, JT said in the YouTube chat, Carolina with a goalie. Freddie Anderson was cleared to play. Freddie Anderson can't stay healthy. But that is the problem. He can't, he's yeah. never healthy. But <laughs> We'll talk goaltending with Carter Hutton in a few minutes. We have, we have him coming up right away-ish. I want to finish. No good goalies in the league, though. Sorry, not to. Like, there's so many teams who are like, ah, if only they had a goalie. Yeah. It's like the quarterback position in the NFL. Speaking of the NFL, I promised we'd carve out a little bit of time in the weekend recap for me to look in the camera and say this, Liam. All right. The Buffalo Bills are winning the AFC East. Is that right? They're winning the AFC East. It all makes sense. First off, the Dolphins. Shout out to our boy, Pat Puff. Mm. The Dolphins are frauds. Okay. They haven't all Dolphins. They haven't. They have not beaten a team who at the time of the game is 500 or better. I, I, yeah. Better than 500. Yeah. The Dolphins are frauds. Okay. The Dolphins need to play the Cowboys and Ravens in the next two weeks. And then the Bills. And then the Bills. Okay. But just the next two weeks, Dolphins, or Dolphins play the Ravens and the Cowboys. They could win one of those, but I don't think you're winning both of those. Okay. The Bills play the Chargers with Easton Stick and the Patriots. Bet the over. Bet the over, 100%. <laughs> the Bills opened as minus 13 favorite Tamarin. If the Bills go 2-0 and and the Dolphins go 1-1, and that last game of the season is for the division. Bills plus 250 to win the division right now in Betway. How do you not jump at that? How, How do, you, do not? you not jump at that? Lance Kane says the Dolphins are paper Dolphins. They are paper Dolphins. <laughs> um, and that is a great line, by the way. So anyways, that's my NFL update. Your lines are still kicking. For the best. Again, until next week when we fuck it up. Because that's what we do. We yeah, for a good one. We crap the other. Yeah, that's uh, generally how it goes. Um, but I think the Buffalo Bills are so bad. They beat the ever-loving hell out of the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. And I had a lot of fun. And for a brief moment, it allowed me to forget about the Oilers' struggles. Which was nice. It is nice. That's why I like Sundays. Mm-hmm. I have to think about it. All right, there you go. That is your weekend recap for Greta. Your spot to hit up pre-post game. I'll talk to you about it after. But the UFC was crazy this weekend. Why? I don't follow because, the UFC, so tell me. Um, Strickland jumped into the... Like, he fought somebody in the crowd and he wasn't on the card. 
They literally told Gilbert Burns' kid and wife to move out of the way so he could jump over them and be the hell out of uh, Duplessis. Just a guy in the crowd. Like, they're going to fight in the next card. And well, it seems like they already have fought. Yeah, they just did it. It was crazy stuff. Everyone's like, what a gentleman. He asked the kid to move. So yeah, then he assaulted a man. Well, well glass half full, glass half empty. <laughs> Liam, he could have not asked the kid to move and it would have looked worse. Could have been. Could have been. All right, there's your weekend recap for Greta. Uh, let's get into the Star Mechanical guest line for today. Is brought to you by Eminence number one plumbing and heating company, Star Mechanical. You can find out more about the fine work that they do at starmechanical.ca. Today, when I was backing out of my driveway, two Star Mechanical trucks parked across the street. Wow. Yeah. Two, two of them. My neighbor was for Star Mechanical. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Anyways, yeah, there were two trucks there. Uh, let's get let's bring in former NHL goaltender Carter Hutton. And as I was cruising through Carter Hutton's Twitter today, I found a great two minute and twenty second clip of Craig Button absolutely <laughs> roasting you, like two and a half minutes. And then I'm like, wow, I wonder like what this clip is going to be about. And it's just Alex Ovechkin firing missiles past you. How would that have been your fault? Oh, crazy clip, right? One of my claims to fame. I remember it was <clears throat> Rene got hurt the game before, so it was my first start since he had been hurt. I go in and Ovechkin just snipes two on me. <clears throat> one's against the wall, which goes top shelf. The other one's like power play, perfect shot, like top shelf. And we end up winning the game and he just roasts me. The next day I go to, we had a back-to-back, I'm in Detroit and I answer the media. Our PR guy comes over and goes, hey, like, don't bring up anything about Craig Button. I'm like, what are you talking about? Next thing you know, I look at my phone and all my buddies are just lighting me up. You, you got to learn to stand up, buddy. What is this? This is the NHL. And it was just patented. I don't know. I He ended up calling me to apologize about it later on. And I just asked him, did you get a fight with your wife before you went to work that day? Or what? You took it out on me. That's for sure. Yeah. Also, the idea of like, hey, have you tried standing up? Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure that never yeah. crossed a professional goalie's <laughs> mind that maybe they should just stand up. How much did you pay attention when you were a player to uh, to like the press clippings and to what media members were saying about you? Uh, I tried to stay away from it best I could. Um, as you can tell by my X handle on Twitter there, I, I don't have any followers. I used to have a big account. And then I found it was just a cesspool of like, you know, you get attacked, you'd have 10 good comments, one bad comment. I just thought it was something I would just 
separate myself from, right? I knew I was good. I knew I could do my thing. And if there was something wrong with my game, my goalie coach was going to tell me, my head coach was going to tell me, and worst case, the GM was coming to tell you, right? So I didn't really need people behind a keyboard telling me how I uh, need to get it done or I need to stand up. That's for sure. <laughs> Ovi has 827 <laughs> goals, by the way. Uh, <laughs> he's pretty good. He um, can play. But I think that's interesting too. Like when your buddies would send you stuff like that, would you ever just be like, guys, like shut up. I'm trying not to pay attention to this shit. Yeah, you know, I think once I got a little more mature and a little more confident, I just kind of compartmentalized it. It was like, you know, that it is what it is. I could turn it off. And I had one guy used to come at me all the time. Every time I had a bad game or a bad goal or no matter what happened, he was it was hashtag Hutton is a block of wood. Um, <laughs> so, so when I retired, my wife got these like custom beer cans made for uh, my retirement party and all my buddies. And right on, it was like a goalie with like the sleeping giant from our hometown. And it just said hashtag block of wood. That was like the main thing on the can. So it was like a running joke with all my buddies. So you just learned it. It is what it is, right? You're being a goalie. When it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. You have to learn to manage the highs and lows. That's for sure. All right. Great segue. Highs and lows. Stuart Skinner and Calvin Pickard looked like they could be the duo that could take this team deep. Damn it. I think I thought we were never losing the game again. It certainly felt that way. (laughs) And then the last two games happened and they gave up. I mean, one was an empty netter. So 11 goals in two games. We'll start with Stuart Skinner in all of this. He was so hot for that eight game winning streak. And then to see him come out the way he did against Tampa was so disappointing because again, that's a game you should win. If you get four past Andre Vasilevsky, you should win that hockey game. Where are you at with Skinner right now? Is this a situation where maybe they're overworking him too much or do they do they need to go out and get him some help? So I, I worry about, overworking him for sure. Like I, I look back on last year and down the stretch when Campbell was just struggling and, and they couldn't even get him in there. He was a liability at that point. And I think Skinner down the stretch played 20 to 25 games headed into playoffs. So now you have a guy that was, he was playing lights out, but then you get into playoffs and he's burnt out. It's hard to sustain that when now these games are coming. Every game is so important where same thing right now, you're finding that I think they need to get Picard in there more if they could get him rolling, right? He's played a few good games. He's been decent, but at the same time, at some point, Skinner needs to rest and he needs that time to <laughs> rejuvenate. And he's been good, right? These were two games at home that, you know, you're playing against some teams from the East that had have had playoff success. You needed a better, and you get four on Vasilevsky, like you talked about. He needs to keep that game. Worst case, get to overtime, right? Yeah. That's a case where, you know, you can find a way to get a point. I know we can't be perfect every night, but there is a lot of, wear and tear on him and even at from the start of the year he's played a lot of games and and there's really no chance to catch up once you get tired once there's too many games it's not like they they give you a big break to get ready to go again yeah i see uh we had a comment here in the youtube from final buzzer that says Stu should have been thrown right back in referencing them going with pickard against uh against florida on saturday i'm always torn on that though carter because like on one hand, with Skinner, we've seen time and time again, when he gets overworked, the results fall off a cliff. I understand maybe wanting to give your number one guy a chance to bounce back, but I'm not sure if that was the right situation to do it. Do you disagree with that? I still think he's young in his career. I, I disagree. I, I think like giving him a little bit of time off to reset and just take a day, take a, you know what I mean? Get some time to find your game again. And it's not like it's gone, right? He just went, he just raffled off seven in a row. He's been really solid, right? Since Campbell's been demoted. So I think giving him some time to just decompress a bit, it's been busy for him, right? Since he's been with the Oilers, he never really came in to the situation. It just got anointed to him, right? He just took over and Campbell hasn't answered the bell, right? He's gone. And now it's Skinner's net. So there's a lot, especially when you're playing with Dreisaitl, you're playing with McDavid, you're playing with a team that has a lot of expectations. All of a sudden, 
maybe those 30 games you were supposed to play, now you have the keys to the castle and you're expected to play 60 and make this team a playoff contender. So it's a lot of pressure. I think a break is a good reset for him. That's the thing too, right? Like you said, he's not supposed to be the star. Like the plan wasn't to have him at this point in his career be the star of a team trying to win a Stanley Cup. The plan was Jack was 1A and by maybe year four or five of that contract, Stu's ready to take over. Yeah, but now we've got Skinner here. Like you said, he just won eight games in a row. And on Friday's show, people were saying how he doesn't steal games for this team. Like he's not good enough. Like I'm curious, like what does stealing a game even mean to like a goalie in a sense, right? Because we just saw him go head to head with Connor Hellebuck the week before where he allowed one and the others won the game 3-1. Like, that's stealing the game. That's stealing the game. Like, I guess the question is, like, what is stealing a game to a goalie? But also, like, what have you thought of Skinner just through this eight-game stretch, too? His game has looked much better, right? Like, I yeah. feel early in, he was scrambly a bit, overplaying things. And it's almost like, in my takeaway for another way the league is, early in the season, he was playing like Samsonov. Very just out of position, kind of sloppy. And then all of a sudden, he gets a little bit of a break. He comes back and he's been lights out, right? Obviously, I think Campbell getting demoted changed maybe his perspective or now it's like my job, the pressure's on and he's been a lot tighter, crisper and stealing a game. It, it's it's 23-24. Like the game is wide open. If you're giving up one goal in a hockey game, you are stealing a game. Like it is hard to get shutouts. It is hard to keep, even look at just like the save percentage right now across the league, it's low because everybody's so good and offense is just driving the market. And he's done a great job in that eight game streak, but at the same time, is there sustainability in it? That's like my only concern as you look at this duo, especially without playing Picard. He's only played three games since he's been up. I don't think Picard is a long-term backup solution for this team. I think they need to go out and make a trade at some point. At the same time, I don't think they need to hit the panic button on a trade because Picard is like, he can give you decent starts. We've seen it now with him through a couple of games. But out of the guys who are kind of rumored out there, there's Vamelka in Arizona, Blackwood in San Jose, Reimer is one in Detroit that I know Frank's brought up with us a couple of times. Is there one name that you look at and go like, that should be the guy the Oilers go after? So so for me, I, I think if you can get Vegmelka out of Arizona, because I, I see a lot of upside with him, right? I don't see, like you see Reimer, it's more of a rental, right? You're getting Reimer. As long as you can move off that Campbell contract in the summer, you get Vegmelka. He's got a lot of upside to him. And I think moving forward, I also don't know if Arizona is going to want to part ways with him either. Like I know Ingram has been awesome this year, but I don't know if he's the same goalie as Vegmelka can be and will continue to be, I think, as he gets going a little bit more. I also like Jake Allen in Montreal, right? They have three guys there. It'd be more of like a little more expensive than Vegmelka, but because he's got, I think, one more year at 3.85. But there's a guy that has playoff experience, right? I think when we beat Minnesota and I was in St. Louis, Jake was the best player on the ice. He backed up when he was with Bennington. He He's won a Stanley Cup. He has that experience. And they have three goalies that are going on a team that really isn't going anywhere, even though they've probably over ex- expectations have been good. But I think at this point, there's another guy that can get moved and could come in and be more that veteran pr- presence with Skinner. The reason I like Vamelka so much, and first off, the nickname Veggie, sick. Why would you not want that? <laughs> veggie and stew go so well together. Ooh, veggie stew. Veggie stew. There Granted, soup and stew also went well yeah, together. We, we made shirts about it. Went terribly. <laughs> uh, but the reason I like Vamelka is just the contract, right? You're getting a $2.75 million cap hit for a couple more seasons. And the other side of it is Arizona is one of the few teams positioned in a spot where they can take on Jack Campbell. Like, that's a big part of this. You not only need to bring in a goalie, but you need to find someone who you can pay enough 
and they can stomach the Jack Campbell contract for you. So that's why I think this Vamelka thing could be a bit of a blessing for the Oilers. The fact that Ingram's having the season he is, and this guy could potentially shake loose. Like I'm giving up a lot of future assets to get a guy like Carol Vamelka, just because again, Arizona can take Jack Campbell. And I don't know if you've seen his numbers huts, but Jack Campbell's still stinky in the American hockey league. (laughs) I know. I feel bad for him. Jack's a great guy. Like when I ended with Toronto with him, he was, you know, a guy I've known and he was, I just looking back on that deal, even when he signed that deal, I was obviously first off jealous because I never thought of him in that light, getting that kind of a contract and sitting here now, you don't want to be like, I told you so, but it just doesn't make any sense. You have the team, you have everything and you spend your, your big money on that guy. It's tough where you look at, if the Oilers have Vegmelka and Skinner, now that is like a one-two punch right there. Both guys are going in. You're not worried about what you're going to get every single time. When you're spending that kind of money on a goalie with Campbell, it can't be a flip of a coin of what you're getting. You need a guy that can be a difference maker every night, and he definitely hasn't. We're live on the Oilers Nation Instagram as well as the YouTube and the Instagram comments. First off, you can tell none of these people have watched the show. It's our first day being live on Instagram. Someone just commented and said, whoa, you have Gagne on. So they think you're Sam Gagne. Thanks, Sam Gagne. uh, (laughs) Maybe maybe we should roll with that. That'd be a great bit. Um, We also have some comments. We have some questions for you from our YouTube. I don't know if you saw this story, but the Minnesota Wild are going to Pittsburgh for a road game, and it could potentially be Marc-Andre Fleury's last game in Pittsburgh. John Hines is reportedly going to start Philip Gustafson in that game instead of giving Marc-Andre Fleury the start. I would imagine in that scenario, even Gustafson feels a little awkward with that whole thing. Uh, What do you make of that? Considering, again, Fleury won rings there, all-time great guy in the game, and you're not going to give him that last start? That is just like a typical John Hines move, right? Like everything you heard about him, he's just hard nose and it's all about the game. And I, I find it frustrating because I know Gussifin has been like rock solid right now, but you don't think that boys are going to come out flying for flurry. Like you're starting him. Everyone knows the situation. Guys are going to be blocking. It's going to be mayhem trying to win that game for him. He's an absolute legend. <laughs> so I struggle with that because sometimes it's more than just the game and just the two points, right? There's so many things that go into it. He gave his life to the game. He's made hockey a better sport. And he's a guy that's carried himself with like class and he's been electric his whole career. So to not give him that start is frustrating. And I could feel for Gus. He's probably feels a bit awkward, right? It's out of his control. And and. I'll guarantee you Marc-Andre Fleury is the first guy to be like, it doesn't matter. Like I want you to play and he's going to take it. But at some point it's just like a bad call by the coach. Like let him get the game. It's, it's one game win or lose. It's not like you're putting in a guy that can't get the job done either, which is, you know, Fleury has been good and he can get wins and it's a cool experience for him and his family, especially late in his career here when it's coming to an end. hundred percent. Like we saw him the other week when the Oilers, they beat Minnesota, but Fleury was unreal in that game. Yeah, he was he's probably the better goalie of the two. Uh, do you ever have a situation like that in your career where coach calls you in? He's like, Hey, you're getting the start. And you're like, like, seriously, coaches might not be the best idea. I, I had a few starts where, when Rene was struggling a bit, um, where I, I got some more games, you know, and they were trying to let him go. And then I have one time with Hitchcock, Hitchcock was an aggressive coach, right? He was just, he didn't, he didn't shy away from telling you how he felt about the goaltending and Jake Allen had been struggling a bunch and, I ended up going, we went out West and I started against, uh, I got a shutout in San Jose. Then we played Anaheim uh, and I gave up one and we won. We came home. I played again. We lost to Ottawa. And then the next night they didn't even bring Jake Allen on the trip and they gassed me back up and Phoenix Copley got the start. It was just like, he was looking for a scapegoat. Sometimes it's coaches are strategic in what they're doing, right? Sometimes they try to protect themselves and it's always interesting being the goalie. Cause if, if things don't go well, it's pretty easy to hang it on the goalie, especially as Craig Button knows. 
<laughs> that was an unbelievable clip. We should go retweet that again. Just because to get him on next time. I like. I mean, he called you to apologize, but like, I mean, I just stand up. It's like, oh yeah, shit. Obi would probably only have four hundred goals if goalies just knew to stand up. Like that's especially criticism of the goalie position. Like I'm sure I'm guilty of it at times too. But like, that is the one thing we have zero idea how hard it is, which is why we rely on guys like you, Carter Hunt. Uh, thanks for hopping on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. There you go, former Angela Cardron. On the Star Mechanical guest line, you need 24-7 emergency repair? Star Mechanical's got you covered. You need good goaltending analysis? Carter Hutton's got you covered. He's got it covered. Next time we have him on, we're going to ask him about the different bottles of like wine and stuff he has behind him. I was trying to get a good look. That's a next time story, though. Well, we got him on uh, after Christmas, maybe. Yeah. Should have said Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, he's still there. Merry Christmas, Carter. Have a good Christmas. (laughs) I know we don't have to bring him back on, but he'll at least hear that one. Uh, Let's move along on today's program uh, and get to... uh, Let's tie it into our Sherwood Ford Giant question for the day. It's brought to you by Sherwood Ford the Giant, where they're engaged in the season of winter. Winter tires, winter rims, wheel alignments. You might need all three. If you do, Sherwood Ford's got you covered. SherwoodFord.ca. Percent chance the Edmonton Oilers make a goalie trade by, I'll give you a timeline, the end of January. Uh, 65. It's my go-to number for percentages. Yeah, no, that's a decent one, actually. I just, like, look, I, I just wrote about this the other day, and I don't like this idea. But we all know what's happening here, people. You know, there's not acquiring anyone until close to the deadline. I just think Holland's just going to wait this out, allow things to kind of play out, see what happens. Who knows what happens, right? Like maybe Nashville fall out and they don't sign Soros. Like maybe that happens. Like maybe Flurry becomes unhappy in Minnesota and he wants out. Like the options will become more closer to the deadline. And I think that's the way Holland's going to see it. Now, Maybe they acquire somebody else. Maybe they try and do something else. In the Maybe meantime. they just decide, you know what? We don't need the long-term solution. We'll go get James Reimer. Maybe that's what they do. I just, I think there's a better chance close to the deadline. Would you at all be interested? And this is something I would do, but I've been pushed back so many times from guys like Frank and Greg's. I would retain on Campbell if it gets the deal done. And I know people are like, how could you do that? Don't sign up for more dead cap space on the books. But buying him out, he doesn't have a great buyout. Like, it's not brutal, but it's not great. And his cap hit the next three seasons, instead of being 5 million bucks, if you were to buy him out, 1.1, 2.3, 2.6. If you just retain 2 million bucks and go to Arizona and say, we're going to give you some future assets and we're going to keep 2 mil and you got to give us Vimelka. Vimelka, four point whatever, is not a terrible contract. No, it's not terrible. I and then at least with Campbell, like you got to grind through the last couple of years of this thing, but it's better than the buyout because then you don't have the three years of dead cap space after that. What like the- this is the Campbell buyout. So think instead of his cap it being one point one, two point three, two point six, then three years of one point five. If it was just two mil, two mil, two mil, and then nothing, that's good. What's the dead cap space on him right now? One point eight five. Uh, sorry on. What's the cap hit he allows? You save 1.15 by putting him in the minors. That's how much I would keep on him. Like if I was to retain money, I don't think I would retain any more than that. I I see where you're coming from. I just, I I hate the idea of having more dead cap. And I understand why Frank and Jason would kind of push back on that. But maybe it does get to a point where you just have to 
bite the bullet a little bit. Like Nashville did it last year at 4%. I know it's very minimal, but it was like 250,000, right? Yeah. For the next three years of Ekholm, just to get the money over the line and, and the deal's done. If the Oilers have to get somewhere with that to get it done, then that's fine with me. I just, I would hate it if they were like, we're going to keep 50% of him just to get it done. Like, I just think you have to get it as low as you can. I'm sure that's the way they're thinking as well. But again, like even the 50% retention and getting him to two and a half mil, like it doesn't help you as much next year, but to not have this contract on your books for six seasons. I don't, I don't think a buyout is an option. I really don't. I do. I do believe there is a way if you don't get anything done this season to get it done in the summer or he's just not on the team anymore. It's, it's been done. Like it, it can be done. I just, I, a buyout cannot be on the cards. And then how much are you willing to give up if it's $2 million retained, let's say, and you're going to Arizona and you're getting Vimelka, right? So you got to imagine it like instead of having $5 million Campbell, you're keeping two mil and you're basically getting this year, next year of a $4.725 million Carol Vimelka. Vimelka worries me. Why? Has he lost a job in Arizona? Yeah, but Connor Ingram has been so good. But if Vimelka was that good, then they would have just kept kind of playing. He's not having a great year. Like, he has lost his job. I I do think that's a fair thing for you to say. So I just think, like, is this guy really going to come in and solve our problems? I think he'd be better than Pickett. There's no doubt about that. But, like, when everyone in our chat wants to be, oh, Stuart Skinner's a 1B, is like, is Vimelka just not a 1B too? But is he a better 1B than Campbell? And is he better than Pickard? Yes. Yeah, that's fair. He's definitely an upgrade off both those guys. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I'm not 100% sold that this guy is going to bring home the goods. I, I don't even know he would. He's 27 like, years old. He's not. Yeah. He should be in the prime of his career, right? Or beginning the prime yeah, of his career. So I just why... look at all these other goalies like Blackwood. Kind of take it for what he is on a terrible team. So his numbers aren't going to be amazing by any means, but I don't know how, how much better he is than what we already have. Like, I don't know. I just think it's a very difficult position to find an upgrade on because I just don't think there's a lot of good goalies that are available. You think that's fair? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. All right, uh, let's move along and get to the menu for tonight in the sporting world. It is delivered by our friends at DoorDash for a limited time. If you use this promo code NATION25, you'll get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more with the DoorDash app. What are you trying to point at? That picture of you? Nope. Oh, the DoorDash bag. DoorDash NATION25. There you go. Whatever. Shout out to our friends at DoorDash. Uh, the menu for tonight, Liam, in the NHL, a handful of games on tap in this one. As for ones you may want to pay attention to as an Oilers fan, Seattle taking on Dallas, Florida taking on Calgary, Minnesota, like we said, taking on Pittsburgh. The front page of NHL.com is Marc-Andre Fleury making his final trip out to Pittsburgh. This game is on ESPN Plus, and they're not going to start them. That's criminal. I hope they change their mind. I don't think they will. I think that's a bad culture for a guy who has been in charge for like 10 games. Yeah. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Um, The Ottawa Senators, like we said earlier in the show, have fired their head coach, DJ Smith. Um, Their next game is going to be, I believe, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow against Carol Vimelka and the Arizona Coyotes. Carol Vimelka coming off a shutout. There you go. (laughs) Have you heard? What do I know? Have you heard the story of Michael Carsoni? Uh, no, I don't even know who that is. You don't know who that is? Michael Carsoni. Yeah. No. He plays for the Arizona Coyotes. He has 14 goals this year. Who? Yeah. 
He is tied in goals on the season with Jack Hughes, Brady Kachuk, Trevor Moore, Erickson Eck, Eichel, Vetrano, Point McCann, Nathan McKinnon, and William Carlson. He has more goals than Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid this year. Well, that is not good for us. That explains a lot, to be honest. 31 goals in the American League last season. Michael Carsoni. Like, I, I think I may have seen like a graphic of this guy the other day, but I just didn't know who he was. Three assists. Damn. Not bad. That's yep. as many as Cody Cece. Oh, boy, you had to go there. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the menu tonight in the sporting world, Monday Night Football, the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Are you sweating out your last little bit of fantasy football playoffs or have you already won your matchup? No, I am. Uh, OK, so this is a situation, folks. I am in uh, I'm in a league here where I was a seventh seed and I'm going up against the second seed. It's a 12 team league. Yeah, I have 78. I'm not bragging about this, by the way. I have 78 points because I had Derek Henry who got nine yards for me yesterday. Ooh. And I also had Pittman who got hurt. It's just a bad day. But I also have Trevor Lawrence and I had um, McManus. And in our league, the way we do field goals is by the yardage. So if you hit a 37-yard field goal, you get 3.7 points. Makes sense. So yesterday, my buddy who I was going up with, Greg, you might be watching the show, he had Prescott Lamb and Brandon Cooks Bills basically for did you. nothing. Yeah. I was tell Lamb got his touchdown right at the end. So I was like, okay, I'm looking pretty good going into this final game with Lawrence and McManus. McManus misses a 50-yard field goal. Next one, misses a 55. So that's 10 and a half points gone. They get down to the to the red zone. Lawrence fumble. They get down there again with like seconds left in the game. They <laughs> They do a fake. They don't even fake the spike. They just don't spike it and they throw the ball to the goal line. So there's probably like 18 points wiped off the board for me. Luckily, Lawrence, like, well, actually, he threw an interception or whatever he did right at the end, fumble, whatever it was. So that was a disaster. But then he got like a few points back. So I am, he has Devontae Smith playing tonight and I have 78.36 and he has 65.112. I am praying Mariota plays. Praying. Uh, Jalen Hurts is on a private flight. Up Perfect. There. So I think he's playing. Awesome. And it was super workout for me. <laughs> uh, there's your menu tonight for DoorDash. Also, new week of the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor game starts now. DailyFaceoffSurvivor.com. Your chance to win $5,000 in cash. Also, win syrupdipitous prizes like the new Wendy's chicken strips and French toast sticks available for Ooh. a limited time at Wendy's or on the Wendy's app. I am going Detroit over three and a half goals tonight, Liam. On the, the Wendy's game? Yeah, I'm going to try and take a look here. And what Detroit I can... over three and a half is uh, is the number I'm at. Um, How... Sam Reinhart, you might be looking at that thinking it's good because he has like 20 some assists in 29 games. He actually only has assists in 16 of his 29 games. A lot of multi-assist efforts, but he hits it 50-50. So I'm nervous on that. Don't like Jared McCann. Betting on goals is always iffy. Crosby under points. Don't love doing that against Sid. Calgary averages just 16 hits per 60 minutes. So I don't want to touch that. Oh, don't want to touch Montreal to beat Winnipeg. Dallas hasn't hit that shot total in like three straight games. Detroit's the pick. This is a very tough first one to kick off the week. Yeah. I mean, Detroit does feel like the, who did Detroit play? Sorry. Uh, they're playing Anaheim. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll take that one. I'll take the over in that game too. If we're talking about Betway. Yeah, may as well. Over six and a half, both Anaheim and Detroit. I've had at least six plus total goals in seven of their last 10 games. I'm also little ABC, anything but Calgary. 
Give me Florida on the money line at minus 125. I think it's getting juiced up a little bit here because, again, playing a Canadian team, they're on the road, whatever. Calgary only has four wins in their last 10 games. Florida is playing great as well. Give me the Panthers. Uh, for my Betway pick tonight, I am going to go Seattle plus three and a half versus Philly. I mean, if Hurst has the flu, like you don't really know what he's going to be, right? Like, but if he's flying up there to play, man, like, I know, but I, you can't be hundred percent healthy. Like, I Eagles have been I'm, struggling as of late. I'm currently carrying a little bit of something too, and I'm telling you, I'm coming on these shows and I'm not hundred percent. So I can only imagine trying to play football in this situation. Fair enough. Too. We had a YouTube poll for our short report giant question. Do the Oilers make a goalie move by Feb 1? 71% of you said yes in that poll. So there you go. You had your voices heard. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, big shout out to everybody on Instagram today. First show live on Instagram. Excited to open that up. Yeah. Come back for more. Come back for more if you're watching on the Instagram live. We do this show every single weekday at 1201 Mountain Time. Yeah, Instagram is going to be a different kind of beast. Mm-hmm. Some of the comments were hilarious in there. Um, yeah. Anyway, shout out to Carter Hutton. He was awesome. I love having Hutts on the show. Yeah, I really like him too. I like a lot of the guests we have this year. Gazdick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're going to try to get Colby Cohn on one day this week. Really? Yeah, we're going to revisit his dry saddle thing. I think. What was his dry saddle thing? You were on the show that day when he said they should trade dry saddle. No, I wasn't on the show. I was driving to Saskatchewan. Oh, wow. Well, you missed a doozy. Uh, But since then, Colby has been texting me during every single Oilers game. He's on the bandwagon. So I think we deserve to give him a redemption chance. (laughs) Yep. Well, well, he's got to speak for himself. If we have to have bad takes and then come onto the show. Telling me Nova. (laughs) There you have it. I don't know. Jack Campbell, you are. You're funny. You're moving up the MVP rankings. <laughs> you, uh, if when you inevitably get traded, please come back. Yeah, please come like, back. Just for the show. I had uh, a comment before saying thanks, Huts, which gave me a good chuckle. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, all right. That is a wrap on today's edition of the show. Wait, no, it's not. Oh. Do you like winning prizes? Yes. Well, you can't win this one, but our oh, listeners can, Liam. Our friends at the Sports Closet, we're teaming up with them to do the five days of Christmas giveaways contest on the Oilers Nation socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Starting today and up until the end of the week, you can enter to win a new prize each day of the week on our social media accounts. Go to all three, enter on all three platforms. Here is what's going up today. A sports closet gift card of, do you think it's $25? Oh, probably a bit more. Do you think it's 50 bucks? That'd be nice. But is it more? 75 bucks sound good to you? That does sound awesome. How about a nice round, even $100 to Sports Closet? It's available today. We're giving it away on our social. Shout out to Sports Closet, sportscloset.ca. If you're like, I'm not in Edmonton, Tyler, I don't want the gift card because I can't get to one of the three physical stores in the St. Albert Mall, the Shirt Park Mall, or Kingsway Mall. Don't worry. The gift card could be virtual. Really? Wow. Now that is good. I was at the mall the other day. And I went into sports closet like I always do when I'm there. Always good to just go browse. They got a lot of good stuff in there. Yep. They, you guys may have seen that Oilers jacket I wear sometimes. They've got other new ones in there with for the Christmas season coming up. Again, maybe a new toque for the NFL playoffs. Variety of options. Why not? Uh, the $100 gift card up for grabs today on our socials. Tomorrow's prize valued even higher. Really? I- they keep going up every day. I don't know day. why I act so surprised. I, can, I have an email. Yeah, we all the ideas. Anyway, shout out to our friends at the Sports Closet. Thanks for tuning in to today's show from the Sports Closet Studio. Tomorrow, 
Jay is back wow. so we can dig into things on a Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of things. We'll have our Sherwood Power Sports keys to victory as well. All the good stuff happening on a game day for the Edmonton Oilers. Thanks for tuning in today. Have yourself a good Monday. We'll see you tomorrow, 1201. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com.